you know, I didn't really have a concept of, you know, 180 mile an hour wind, like what yeah. that would do no matter where you are. Right. So I'm right. I'm taking it for granted. I'm like, we should be good. We're safe. We got the storm <laughs> shutters. You know, we, we we all set. I'm just chilling. Right. I'm having right. a glass of wine, making tacos as the storm is coming. <laughs> like, I had no idea, like, what's about to happen right now. <laughs> it's more than just your output. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode 138. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hi. Hi. You spent this week having the thing I had last week. Thanks for that. You're welcome. (laughs) Would you prefer I have given that to someone else? No, I would not. So there you go. Okay. You should be happy to be sick. (laughs) Happy, I tell you. Quite the spin you put on it, Tom. That's what I do. I'm in marketing. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. You are. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what do you got in store for people this week? Oh my God. I know I say this every week, but so much. I want to ask you, what do you have in store? Let's pull back the curtain. It's yeah. a little bit of BS because I know. Yeah. You like gather everything and then I stack it in what I think is the most important order. Yeah. And uh, that's right. The guy who doesn't ride or exercise in any way is the one stacking the order. But it works. I no, like his I think, order. I think me not being invested makes me a better judge of what's an important story. I actually agree with that. And this week, there's like three or four things that on, on a regular week would like, oh, that's easily the top story in the headline of the episode. And this week, I look, well, struggled is a strong word, but, <laughs> but I was like, oh, boy, that could work too. So like there was some back and forth in my head. Right. There's a lot that goes on in there. Yeah. It's not just carnival music <laughs> so give them a quick sneak peek of what's in store Oof. okay we're going to talk about a new monitor where is it going what is it for we're going to talk about some major i feel potential drama yes uh happening on the mom page it's not actually happening on the mom page. I'll explain when we get there. Yes. And then there's some updates with Peloton. We've got competitor news out the wazoo because yeah, it do. was CES. So that's how that rolls. Uh, new instructor rumor and kind of an update. And then um, just some other little things that well, came up as ends. part of conversation and instructor news. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that, shameless plugs, don't forget. We're available on Apple Podcasts. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Clipout. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and uh, you can leave a review there or on iTunes, either place. We have a review. I would like to hear it. And I'm going to remember to read it this week. (laughs) (laughs) It is from Kristen TTU, and she says, love this show. Started listening after homecoming, and now I look forward to to my Friday drive to and from work because it's clip out day. Aw. Keep up the great work, Tom and Crystal, even though it should be Crystal and Tom. It should. Yeah. It should. Thank you for yes, the very nice you. review. Thank you for listening while you commute. She probably listed me first because she could tell I stack the order of the news stories. I'm sure that was and it. She's probably like, well, that's the... That's, that's the, the reason. That's the meat and potatoes right there. 
<laughs> sure, Tom. <laughs> so uh, also, don't forget, we have a newsletter. So we talk about a lot of things every week. There's lots of links and articles, and, and uh, you can get that directly in your inbox weekly if you sign up for our newsletter at theclipout.com. And while you're there, if you're so inclined, there's even a donate button. We ain't going to stop you. Yeah. So that's all of uh, the things we have to push. Let's dig in, shall we? It's time for news of the Paladin. So there is a new monitor in the works? Yeah. So according to TheVerge.com, there's a new article, excuse me, an article that talks about a new monitor that was filed with the FCC. The big question is, what is the monitor for? for monitoring well but like what device right Tom? oh i see so you know there's a couple of major lines of thoughts because you know i pay attention to what everybody right. all the rumors are there's a huge contingent that feels potentially this could be for a new smaller treadmill that they've discussed it could also be for a new rower maybe both depending right. on how big or small the new treadmill is the other side of the coin seems to think no this is a new monitor for the treadmill. And it's like version three, because apparently there's already a version two out there. Interesting. Yeah. So a little bit of history. If you have a bike, those bike monitors have the model number starting with RB. And then if you have a tread monitor, it starts with the letters TC. Okay. The listing of this new monitor started with TTR01. Interesting. Which I believe stands for Tiny Tread and Rower. (laughs) 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 That's my little joke I've been amusing myself with (laughs) since this article came out. So we don't know what it will mean, but that's the big mystery. But clearly it means something. It does mean something. Well, watch the space. Mm-hmm. So last week, give credit where credit is due. So oftentimes we're saying we read this on TheVerge.com or we saw this at some other, you know, on CNN's reporting or whatever. This one's all you. It was all me. Scoop O'Keefe <laughs> <laughs> with your little fedora with the little press thing in it. <laughs> you have discovered that the Peloton mom's group on facebook has been infiltrated compromised if you will yes and you will by uh i don't want to say spy so i think i'll just go with douchebag <laughs> yeah okay yeah to be fair i don't know if this person's trying to be a douchebag i think they're trying to be funny right it's a thin line sometimes i walk it gingerly uh, not everybody's good at it as i am yeah and <laughs> <laughs> you do you do walk it gingerly thank you So here's the deal. I scroll through a lot of pages pretty quickly. So I happened to see a story that stood out to me on the mom page. And I'm not trying to call any mom out. It just stood out to me. And then as I was scrolling through Instagram, that same story caught my eye. And I thought, well, this person must have posted in both places. But then I saw that what they had done was scratched out the name of the group And left mom group at the end. And then they took out like identifying marks. So there were no names listed. And then they proceeded to make fun of the post. Right. So then I was like, what the hell is this? Because the name of the account, which is called the mommy group says, 
has nothing but these posts. Right, and it's all posts basically making fun of, like, privileged women in mom groups. Yes. Complaining about things that seem petty. Yeah. Or, so, or like, complaining about first world problems unironically. But what bothers me about this is... People think that they are protected. I know that they're not like I real. First of all, like I realize that if you are on Facebook or you're on the Internet, like you're out there. Right. I know that. But these people, not everybody knows that when they're in a group and it's called a private group, they think that their thoughts are at least somewhat protected. Right. It has not occurred to most of them that they would not only be screenshotted, but then made fun of. Well, but it also makes me wonder if. So this person posted a story about, should we say what it was about? I don't know, because it's going to sound like we're making fun of that story. Well, I mean, we're not. We're just saying what occurred. But they posted a story about children not being happy with a Christmas present. Perfect. And it's a present that most most people would feel like your kid should have been happy with. Yes. And so then people were chiming in with kind of variations of their kids maybe being ungrateful about things. And so I'm wondering if this instagram page is seeding these stories if maybe the initial story is bs just to prime the pump in order to get other people to chime in with their own real life stories i don't know because they don't screenshot the comments oh okay i thought they were screenshotting i mean there's a little bit of it but but it's just like what you can see in the screenshot they're just screenshotting the initial the initial okay i thought they were doing both so i thought they were like priming the pump and then being like look at what we got all these people to say so but either way like it's a little seedy it is and um you know so if you are the owner of the account the mommy group says and you are annoyed by this keep in mind we are not accusing we're telling you how we're, it looks. We're just telling you how it looks, and this is how it looks. Yeah. So, um, for those of you in the mommy group, watch what you say. Or other groups. I mean, you don't know. No, any groups. This one's right. targeting mom groups. Sure, sure. But I'm just saying there could be other things out there doing something similar. Absolutely. The point is, nothing is private on the internet. You should never assume it is. And if you are posting in a group, anybody can take a screenshot. Anybody. And do whatever they want with it. <sighs> so, be careful out there. So uh, on Saturday, we had uh, outage <laughs> outrage. You can't spell outrage without outage. <laughs> that is true. Woo. Yeah. So there was a post that got posted on the OPP. Yeah. Over 700 comments Oof. before it got deleted. <laughs> and it did get deleted. So I don't even know what the original comment was. But apparently it hacked a lot of people off because apparently and I didn't see it. I'm just telling you. From the other things that I read, that it sounded very entitled, because apparently Peloton is not allowed to go down, right? And especially on a Saturday morning when this person is trying to work out, it is bad timing. But it is—it's not like they selected that time, right? Things happen. They do, and uh, it, and I think considering how many people get on their system every day, the fact that how rarely this occurs is pretty impressive. Yeah. And this one took the whole system down. Like there's been times where people have been not able to access things. And, you know, it doesn't affect everybody at once. For whatever reason, this one affected everything and everyone. So it was all platforms, including customer service, including sales. Like so they were without any kind of movement. And 
was actually within the clip out group. Somebody from the sales department uh, posted and they said it was a rough couple of hours, but they <laughs> I bet they came into that. They started their day with that yeah. and that they survived and it wasn't that bad. So from their vantage point right. in sales. So they were very imaginative and got the job done. So well, that's good. We appreciate all of the folks at Peloton who worked very hard to make it work, who make it make it work every day, right. by the way. Yeah. And uh Thank you for all that you do, despite the people crabbing at you. <laughs> so the Peloton wife is I back thought in, we were done. in the Peloton news. She's there. <laughs> Here we go again. Yeah. Not again, but there's just more. Yeah. Another little post script, a post post. I actually have a, a I have like a sub to this okay. that I just saw today. So Peloton lady Monica Ruiz got a free Peloton. It was given to her by Peloton. I just hope to Christ she asked for it. <laughs> it really is. Here right. we go again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know that Peloton gave it to her for free. I am telling you that because a person who claimed to be a Peloton employee said that that is what happened. Gotcha. Don't know. I didn't go fact checking. Right. Just to be clear. But regardless, she did get one. Right. And then the other thing I saw today is she is now a Wilhelmina model as of today. What's Wilhelmina? That's a huge modeling agency. It's like, oh okay. I just yeah yeah. It's pretty much top notch. Ah, uh, wasn't that the name of the boss on Ugly Betty? I don't know. I never watched I mean, that show. What? I don't watch Ugly Betty. I'm a man. Well, I never did actually, so I have no idea. <laughs> watched every episode. <laughs> I Ma- did not. Sorry, America Ferrara. <laughs> cute as a button. Should have been called Cute Betty. Sure. <laughs> I never really cared for her, but well, that that's good that she was able to turn this into. A move forward in her career. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm sure there was a period of time where she wasn't sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Although I am kind of tired of talking about it. So, yeah, I would be okay if we could skip a week or two. That's why I stacked it so far down in the lineup. I hear you. Take that. Okay. But while we're talking about the ad. Yeah. There was some interesting stuff that you found at YouGov.com. Yeah. And I have to say that I believe it was Helen Watson sent me this article. So I can't take credit for it. Sure. She found it, but it is at YouGov and she she thought it was interesting. She thought that other people might be aware. So it's interesting. This gives some statistics. It tells about like where Peloton was through this whole debacle from an advertising standpoint. Right. And it said that Peloton actually raced its way to the top of the advertising hill in December, that it had gained one of the most significant increases in ad awareness, which is a YouGov metric that tracks whether somebody has seen or heard an advertisement by a company in the last two weeks. So it goes across this little time frame and uh, it starts on October 27th and it looks like the first week of November Peloton launched the ad and then the percent of awareness is right around, I'm going to call it 18% on yeah, this graph. I would agree with that. Okay, well, it stays there until about... Looks like about December 7th, yeah. 6th or 7th. Well, and yeah, it starts to tick up the very end of November. It's, it's starting to tick up. trending up towards about 20, and then it hits 20, and then that's when the backlash starts. Well, it says the ad goes viral yeah. on December 8th, and that's where there's a huge thing. Now, between December 8th and December 22nd, it is now at 32%. So <laughs> so perhaps it wasn't as much of a debacle <laughs> as we were thinking. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that they did this purposefully. You can't plan no. something no. like this. I hate it when people are like, 
make a something that goes viral. Oh, oh, I didn't think about that. Make a viral thing. But yeah, I think that maybe this paid off in ways that in the moment when people are coming at them from all directions complaining, maybe it didn't feel like, but at the end of the day, it was a net positive for them. I would agree. But they clearly aren't done with commercials because uh, it sounds like... It's already another new commercial in the works. I don't know what the end result is going to look like, but I know that it stars Toon Day. Awesome. And I'm really excited about that because uh, she's brand new and she's already starring in a commercial. That's so cool. Yeah, good for her. So uh, there were some companies that hope to be competitors to Peloton. Yeah. That uh, had some news this week. Echelon, who we make fun of to no end. Oh, yeah. But I have to say, they were bringing the heat this week. I will admit that this is a surprising development. Yes. I don't know what I think of it yet because we'll just explain. Echelon has announced that they are partnering with Samsung to expand their offerings. Now, the reason I'm not sure about that is because Samsung is a big deal. Yeah. I very much respect the Samsung. We have multiple Samsung products in this household. Almost everything we have is Samsung. Yeah. That's a lot of things. So they're saying that this partnership, this is a big one. There's a couple other things from Echelon, but this one they're saying Echelon is going to have classes that are going to be available on more than 20 million TVs. It's going to come through a launch on Samsung Health on TV, and people are going to have access to free and exclusive content from partners in general, but including Echelon. Very interesting. I wonder, so I guess Samsung's going to have their own health app and Echelon will be a And Samsung already has that. Yeah, but there's not going to necessarily be an Echelon app on your Samsung television. Correct. Which is probably for the best for Echelon, because I know that like we have a Samsung television and I don't really go digging through to look if there's new apps. But if there's if it's a Samsung app, Samsung is more apt, no pun intended, (laughs) to push it in front of you to try and get you to notice it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's good for them. And then they had uh, some new products that they revealed. Yeah. And this is the other part that I think you were referring to, that they were bringing the heat. And they now have a rower. Right. And there was another product they did. Oh, it's a, a treadmill. treadmill. Yeah. yeah. So now they have the four products that, because they have a mirror already. Right. So they had the bike. They had a mirror that they were doing a complete knockoff of as well. And now they have a bike and a rower that they just introduced at Consumer Electronics Show. So the, uh, the treadmill was a little weird looking. No, that's a different one. Oh, sorry. That's a different topic. I get them all confused. I know. There's so <laughs> many. And there was a lot this week that came out because it's the next topic. But that, okay. it was all covered at CES this week. And there were multiple things that happened. I don't remember seeing a, a picture of the actual Echelon treadmill. I did see a picture of the Echelon rower. Okay. Um, I mean, it's another rower. There's only so many things you can do to the design of a rower. Yeah. Yeah. But to that point, there's another treadmill entering. Yeah. So you might remember that Lisa Nyren is a past Peloton instructor. Uh She also came on the show. We interviewed her and she was working for a company called Studio. Right. She was doing uh, what is very similar to Aptive and such where they were doing like runs on an app like outdoor runs and they started using it on treadmills as well and that was around the time that peloton had announced their treadmill 
but they hadn't come to market with it yet or anything like that. It was just out there. So that was, I'm just giving you a time frame because at this point now Studio has announced that they have a treadmill that they are putting out in the market. They are partnering with Humai. I'm not exactly sure how you say it. It's spelled H-U-M-E-A-I, I believe. Okay. And uh, it's a company that claims that they have more wearables than anybody else in the world. They've sold more. And they seem to do like third party aftermarketing stuff. So gotcha. like you don't see their name on it. People so you wouldn't it and, know. And brand it with their Ex- own thing. Exactly. Gotcha. So uh, Studio has partnered with this company and they will have this tread. Now, the interesting thing about the treadmill that they are coming out with is that it also has a 43 inch glass that is put on the wall right in front of it that looks very similar to what you would think of when you think of the mirror concept. Right. And it's for three things. One, with the treadmill, it allows you to see the classes you're taking. But two, with the treadmill, it also has a camera in it that allows it to see your movements and to be able to tell you whether or not your form is good. That's pretty interesting. Not going to lie. If it works. Exactly. Yeah. And if you don't want to be seen, if you're concerned about that, you can cover up the camera very easily. No big deal. The third thing it's supposed to be used for is to do any other kind of floor workout. And they specifically mentioned yoga, sculpt, and something else that I can't remember right now. Yeah, the treadmill looked like it had a a significantly smaller footprint than Peloton's, but it looked like it was designed where like you would leave a gap between the treadmill and the wall that the TV is hanging on. Well, okay. So yeah, let's talk about that. The reason I'm just not sure how I feel about this treadmill because it does sit back from the wall. It would have to because that screen is 43 inches long. Right. And it goes, so it goes all the way down to the floor, basic, not to the floor, but the base of the treadmill. Gotcha. Now you'd need to have some movement or be able to see around that because if you're going to do floor work and use it on the treadmill, you would need to have it in such a place that you can see it from both directions. Right. So I think that's why you pull the treadmill back. The other thing that I'm not too sure about at all, I'd need to see it in person, feel it in person. It doesn't have any crossbars. There's nothing that goes across the front of the treadmill. Right. So basically, you could go off the front or the back of this treadmill is what I'm trying to say. And then it's got these arms that look like the arms of a hospital bed or something. Yeah, it reminded me of like when my grandma fell and had to do physical therapy. That's exactly what it reminded me of, which I'm not really digging the aesthetics of that. But beyond the aesthetics, I worry about the safety. Um, We had several people chime in today. And I felt that Susie Barris made the most compelling comment about that. By the way, she usually listens while she's on her tread running. So hi, Susie. She said that because she had brain cancer, you know, she had all mm-hmm. of her treatment. She's her scans have been clear. Woohoo. But the point is, she still has all of these like dizzy spells and gotcha. stuff, balance issues. And she's saying that, like, if you don't have something in front of you to grab, that's really scary. Gotcha. Because if she starts to fall, I mean, just human nature, if you start to fall, you put your hands forward. Yeah. So if you don't have something in front of you, what the hell? Like, that's really dangerous. And then the other thing is that the controls are on these handlebars that we already described look like hospital beds. But you put your phone on it. And according to the article that was here, it says that you control the treadmill with your phone. Interesting. So you had a pair, like Bluetooth, I'm I assuming. guess. Yeah. Yeah. Unknown because we haven't seen it. Right. You know, and it's all new and, and it's just it was just released at CES. And I mean, the studio folks are super excited about it. And 
And Lisa Nyren, who used to be, again, an instructor at Peloton, she is, you know, gushing about that. She says that it's an amazing treadmill, like it's not unsturdy at all. And if I ever get a chance to, to go look at it in person, I absolutely will, because I would love to do that. So to be fair, I don't know. I just it gives me pause from a lot of safety concerns. I mean, treadmills are already a really dangerous thing to have in your home. If you have kids and they get on, I mean, bad things happen to kids and animals. It's yeah, just a totally. Fact. You need to be. Yeah, you need to be cognizant of that. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But it's also it's fascinating to watch so many people enter this space with similar business models attached to it is. Equipment. And I saw an article also, I believe John Mills posted it and it basically the headline was CES can be wrapped up that it was just a lot of Peloton wannabes. Yeah. But I also think, you know, I think John Mills brought up a good point that these companies are all claiming to be able to come in the market at a fraction of the price of Peloton. And Peloton has been saying that they want to be able to reach people of every price point. So if that's true, and if that's something they still plan to do, it's kind of like game on. Right. You know, what are you guys going to do about but it? Have either of these companies said what the price point's going to be? Well, Echelon, they've had their prices out there for a while for the bike and that mirror thing. So I don't feel like their prices are that competitive for Echelon because they have three different styles of bike. And the one that actually compares to a Peloton that that they totally lie about in all of their advertising and say that all of them compare. They give the entry level price point, but the bike with all the, that does all the bells and whistles. Right. It's pretty much the same price as a Peloton. That's what I thought. So that's what I know about Echelon. I have not checked out the mirror compared with the reflect that they call it. Yeah. Um, and then these two new ones I haven't seen pricing on. The studio with their treadmill and their mirror, that's kind of a combo of those two things. There has not been any pricing released at all. It's, gotcha. They just debuted it at. CES, nothing is out there yet. Yeah, you would think if they're not significantly cheaper, I would think at this point, Peloton now has name brand awareness that I think is going to give people comfort that, you know what I mean? That it's like, you know, I think all these companies, they want to be Pepsi to Peloton's Coke, but right now they're more like RC Cola. (laughs) I mean, I have to agree. And maybe that's okay. Maybe it's just like, just like Pepsi and Cola and RC Cola, there's room for all. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, there was a time when Pepsi was more like RC Cola in terms of market share and perception. And I mean, you got to start somewhere. So like maybe one of these will be great and kick our ass and, and it'll be a game changer. But at the moment, I think people are a little skeptical. I am. So the Peloton Profit had a uh, prediction about Germany a little while back. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we had talked about Eric Yeager was going to be one of the new German instructors. And and so we had our first German instructor, and that was Irene Schultz, and nothing was said right. about Eric Yeager. And here we are in January, and there was a post he had on Instagram that he was clearly, for those of us who study Instagram <laughs> far too hard, uh, that it was clearly taken from the Peloton HQ rooftop. Ah, Yeah, we know. We know. Because we got issues. We watch way too much Instagram. (laughs) And you know way too much about Peloton. About Peloton. Yeah. Let's not forget that. Well, as soon as that was posted, before you knew it, it was taken down. But the damage was done. Too late. That ship has sailed. Everyone saw it. And uh, I don't even know where this came from. But supposedly his first class is going to be on January 14th. So I don't know. I don't know. It's not on the schedule. So I'm not sure why they think that. But gotcha. But 
it's looking more and more like the Peloton prophet was right. That is true. Yet again. Yes. Don't question the, the prophet. So how's uh, your tonal stuff been going? Great. I mean, except for the fact that I really couldn't work out much this week, but that had nothing. Be- it was not tonal's fault. Because I got you sick. Yes. Because I, I love to- you so much. <laughs> I got you sick. My love makes you sick. I, I get it. You made that very clear. Wow. Uh, anyway. But, you know, I was just looking at my numbers yesterday. Right. And because I was able to finally do a workout. And uh, I have been doing tonal for nine weeks now. Then I'm in the middle of my second program. And I have increased my strength by 55%. Holy cow. Yeah, that's insane. That's a lot. It is. Well, and good job. Thank you. I'm very proud of it. You and I'm very be. excited about it, too. So... Do you know what your next thing is? How far are you into your current plan that you're doing? So there are usually four-week programs. And the one I'm in right now, which is called Lean In with Liz Letchford, I am two weeks in. I just finished two weeks. So I have two weeks to go and then I'm switching. And I don't know what I'm switching to. I think I'm going to go back to, I want to do some kind of program that's like total body because I feel like the reason that I had such a huge increase with like my PRs and stuff is because I was doing so much leg work and the lean in has been focused more on upper body and core, which I love. It's great. I just, I think I need for me, I think I want to have like the whole body. Gotcha. Or the other thing I might do is do something more specific, but then intersperse it because they have lots of really cool things you can try. Like they have like a selection of hit classes that you can do right. that are more fast paced to designed to get your heart rate up. And then they also have just like one-offs that you can do that aren't part of a program that are like you could just throw in a lower body or throw in a core workout or they also have now they have the yoga. So lots of options. Awesome. Well, uh, you can buy a tonal now and take the challenge to crush your 2020 goals if you buy it one before January 20th and complete 12 workouts in 30 days. They give you 250 bucks back. I mean, really, that's... That's a great deal. It is a great deal. What a a huge incentive. Yeah, absolutely. I just think that's such a great plan to like, you know, hey, if you know, you use this like you should and we'll reward you. I think it's great. Yeah. So uh, sweat it out with workouts from strength training to cardio to yoga. And uh, you can learn more about their commit to fit challenge at tonal.com. I thought this was kind of cool. Like I know that like when you complete certain activities on Peloton, they give you badges, but they up to now have been digital badges. Mm-hmm. But some of the stores have actual badges now. Yeah. Apparently, you can get a little century badge when you go to the store. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Do you have to like pull out your phone and show them that you did 100 or how do they do that? I mean, word of mouth says that you just tell them it's based on the honor system as of now. So but I will say that like the couple times I've been in the store, they just pulled up my profile and they were just like randomly. Not like in a creepy way, but right. like, oh, you do this or you like that or that kind of thing. So they very quickly can look it up. Gotcha. If they know your leaderboard name. So it's not a so big deal. Is that in all stores or select stores? Do we know? I think it's in all stores in the continental U.S., but I don't actually know because I just heard this kind of sporadically. They didn't make an announcement about it. This was just kind of coming in from different stores. Gotcha. So I don't know if they're rolling it out. I don't know if this is everywhere. I don't know any details about it. Except that now you got to make a special trip to the store. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And I don't know also if there's anything happening like with the UK, Germany, Canada. I haven't heard anything from those areas, so I don't know. 
I think that's pretty nifty. I think it is too. It's pretty nice looking too. It's you know about the size of your digital badge. It's what it looks like from a visual standpoint, right? And it looks like like a pin. Like it's a me- it looks metal. Yeah. And it, it's engraved. It's very nice looking. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. So we watched a movie last week. <laughs> we did. I don't, was great. Don't worry, way. we're not going into a real spoilers episode. No. But called Brittany runs a marathon. Yeah, and you know I I posted about it on Instagram and Facebook, but I feel like. There's a lot of you out there uh, who probably don't follow social media that closely that might be interested in it because this movie is so great, especially if there's something fitness wise that you've struggled with in your past or that you want to do, but you're not sure you have the courage to do it or maybe you're not sure you have the time to commit to it. And uh, this movie for me just brought like all the feels like, you know, she starts out overweight and she's like. She goes to her doctor and, you know, she has to deal with all those mental aspects of like, I want to make a change, but I'm not sure how to do it. And like, I'm not going to go blow by blow on what happened, but it was just some very powerful points that really spoke to me. Like the very first time she goes, decides to go for a run and how like her hand was on the door and then she pulled it off and then she put it back on. And then she put it off. And then whenever she started running, like she was like just to the end of the block. And then the block just kept getting longer and longer. Yeah, they did like that, <laughs> sh- that shot in Vertigo where the camera zooms in as it's pulling back. So everything stretches <laughs> for our younger listeners. It's the shot they stole that from in Poltergeist. Too. <laughs> but it, I felt it like yeah. I totally I vibed with this character so much. And it's a true story. Like it's yeah. the other thing. It's a true story. And she eventually I'm not. There's no spoilers here. There, there's a whole thing that she's trying to do for the New York City Marathon. And it's very inspirational. And it was shot at the 2017 New York Marathon. So you yes. see actual footage of that. But we should also say that it's a funny movie, too. It is. It's so funny. It stars Jillian Bell. And uh, you would probably recognize her, but not necessarily know, know her name. But uh, she was had some pretty featured roles on like Curb Your Enthusiasm. I think she was in 22 Jump Street. Okay. Uh, and and she's been in stuff like that. And she's really funny. But this was kind of her first starring role, I think. And it was a funny movie. I, I enjoyed it, too. And she also said that she actually had to gain 40 pounds for the movie. So, like, her weight loss journey that you see was real. Was real, yeah. And so, I, as a person who's struggled with weight loss in my life, I appreciated that. Yeah. It was very cool. And if you're looking for it, uh, if you have Amazon Prime, it was an Amazon movie. So... It's available for free with your Prime video package. So there you go. Perfect. And on the heels of that, there was an interesting article about running late in life. Yeah. And you found this one. Every once in a while, I do a little work. Well, you've been you've been really doing a lot of work lately because this is like the third article in a row you've come up with. So um, it talks about how this article is called Too Old, Too Slow, No. Debut marathoners may add years to life. and um. It says that first-time marathoners, they seem to be taking, even if they take on the challenge later in life, they are able to lower their blood pressure and have healthier arteries. And they were talking about, on average, the published, the study that they looked at, there were 138 first-time marathon runners. And on average, those new runners were 37 years old and 49% were male, and they had not been running for more than two hours per week before the study began. It's interesting that the split is almost perfectly 50-50. I agree. Because 49% is like, that's exactly the gender split, right? Because 51% of the population is female. So, like, that's... It is interesting. Yeah. And it said, also, for fellow 
people who don't have race paces. You know, we just like to finish what we start, <laughs> like myself. The average marathon time at the end of the study was 5.4 hours for women and 4.5 hours for men. So, I mean, they weren't breaking any records. Right. You know? And um, it wanted to see, like, so after you've done this event and before you've done this event, what kind of arterial stiffening or hardening did these people have? That was the whole point of it. And they said that on average, there was a decrease equivalent to a four-year reduction in their arterial age and a drop in systolic, which is when the heart muscles contract, and diastolic, which is when the muscles relax, blood pressure of four and three, respectively. Interesting. I thought so. Yeah. And they said it's it's possible to reverse the consequences of aging on our blood vessels with real-world exercise in just six months. These people were not doing extreme levels of exercise. They were not losing extreme amounts of weight. They were just training. For those of us who, you know, we're just trying to be better as right. we hit our 40s, that's good to know. Not trying to be an Olympic athlete. No. Just trying to get a little movement. Exactly. I thought it was great news. Absolutely. Good find, Tom. Good find. Thank you. So our uh, challenge is still going on. Yeah, the whole month of January. People really seem to be responding. We're getting lots of people entering, which is yes, great to yes. see. Yeah, and the prize, in case you've forgotten, is a 12-week subscription to Stronger You. How awesome is that? It's a, it's $449 awesome. That, that's quantifiably awesome. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so you can sign up for that by going to uh, theclipout.com slash the challenge. And so what are the rules again? The rules are you fill out the for- entry form, which right. is right there on the website. Ding, that's one thing. And then you... Say yes to getting our newsletter. Dang, that's two things. And then out of you break up January into four weeks, however you want to, four seven day periods. And then for each of those seven day periods, you work out three times, 20 minutes each. No meditation. No meditation. She figured that out because that's the kind of thing I'd do. Yeah. She's like, what would Tom do? Yeah. And so, Mm -hmm. yes. So it fits in very handily with stuff you're already doing. Exactly. You don't have to do anything you haven't done before or not planning to do. You just need to like do it three times a week. That's right. And the only other thing you need to know is it needs to be on your Peloton records. Like, So you can do it on digital. That's fine. But we need to be able to go into your Peloton like profile and see what you did. We're going to check you. So if you win, that's what we're going to be doing. And right. if you don't meet the criteria, you no longer win. We and, will move on to the next person. You'll never know that you won. <laughs> We won't even tell you. <laughs> and uh, we should probably also say uh, the fine people at Stronger You who were kind enough to throw in this prize. We had so many people asking us about the discount that we did over the summer. They have revived that discount. They did. They gave us another discount. It's going to be 10% off of any of their packages. And all you got to do is enter the clip out, the code, which is called ClipOut20. Very simple. So you just go to their website, StrongerU.com, and enter ClipOut20. Clip Boom. You save 10%. That's uh, good through the month of January. Yep. So there is a new partnership in the works? There is. Uh, it's all about clothes, Tom. So okay. I know you're I know you're not going to be interested in it. But it's a partnership with Peloton. They partnered with Athleta and Hill City. So Athleta might sound familiar to you because it's a Gap brand. Okay. For a lot of people, this is a very big deal because this is kind of like uh, people buy Athleta a whole bunch. Like it's a huge, huge seller in the community outside of peloton 
And so the other really, really cool thing is there were real people from our community that were included in this this whole. Oh, that's neat. And it wasn't supposed to be released until the 15th. We don't know what happened, but it got leaked. So real quickly, I want to give a shout out to Steve Chan, Christina Ribeiro, Sienna Ferris, Mike Miller and Holly Hayes who were all fine models for this awesome campaign beginning on 115 when the new collection drops. Well, that's really cool. Congrats to all of you. Yeah. And Alex Toussaint has uh, a partnership of his own. He does. Super exciting. He's not going anywhere for anyone who still thinks that. <laughs> Calm um, down. I know. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, he joined Ladder Sport as an athletic training advisor. So this is amazing. Really good news for him, just like, you know, some of our other instructors are, they're doing Adidas or they're doing Nike. We have lots of ambassadors for that. That's very similar to what we got going on here. But he gets to work with people like LeBron James. So I don't know if he's actually like working with them, working with them, but like he's on the same level because they are also represented by people like LeBron James. This is huge for Alex and we are so proud of him. I always know when an athlete is a really big name, if I have heard of them. I agree. Because typically, if they're not a Harlem Globetrotter, you got nothing. I I don't know who they are. And then uh, finally, Cody and Emma are doing a dual ride. Yes. So one of the things that was mentioned in John Foley's email that came out at the beginning of this year, 2020, he said, we're going to have dual rides. And this is our first dual ride. It's going to be Cody and Emma tonight, actually. Is that their celebrity couple name? (laughs) Coda? Coda. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like, I kind of dig that. Um, So it's going to be at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be a groove ride. So if you like Cody, you like Emma, you might remember they were dancers together in a former life. They're being brought together again for the first dual ride of 2020. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these i just had toast which you love because you have toast almost every day i do it was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that i've ever had and if you're doing the math it's zero to one grams of net carbs zero gram sugar and high in fiber so don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses 
and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? <laughs> well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R dot com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Awesome. Checking in with the Peloton community. So uh, joining us today via the magic of skype phone is Monique Caradine. Hi, Monique. How's it going? Hey, Tom. How are you? Good. <laughs> and Crystal is here. <laughs> it would up, be girl? odd if be odd if she wasn't. It would be a little it, weird. Yeah. It would. It would. This is so exciting. Uh, I know we were just talking a little bit before we officially started, but I am so excited about this because we met when we were at She Podcast Live, and it's just really cool to find a fellow Pelotoner out in the wild and that you were kind enough to agree to come on our show. Oh, my God. I remember when I met you, it was like I saw your T-shirt. I just it was the first day of the conference, right? And you know how you're just all wide eyed and you don't taking know what it to expect and you're taking it all in. And and then I see you and I notice your Peloton T-shirt and I'm like, oh, my God, do you have a Peloton? <laughs> like, yes, I have a Peloton. Not only do I have a Peloton, but I have a podcast about Peloton. I'm like, oh, my God. It was meant to be. It's meant it to was. Be. And we were off to the races instantly. <laughs> so speaking of Peloton, how did you originally find it? Well, I would always see the commercials on TV and having experience, you know, spinning in previous years and, you know, really kind of fell in love with spin classes. When I started to see the commercials, I'm like, oh, that would be really cool. So I started to see the commercials. It wasn't really in our budget at first. And so my husband, he surprised me with just a regular spin bike from like Sam's Club or somewhere. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it was it was nothing wrong with that, but it just wasn't the same. So no, no, I know as a husband, I know exactly like you're like, there is nothing technically wrong with this gift, but it's but it's wrong. It's not what you asked for. <laughs> not what I wanted. Like, so, but long story short, this is kind of the sad part of the story. We, we live in Puerto Rico. So, you know, Hurricane Maria hit the island in 2017. Yeah. And I had my little spin bike and it was like in our outdoor living space. And when the hurricane came, we had stored all our furniture and stuff in this area that we thought would be secure and safe from the hurricane. But that hurricane was so incredibly vicious that it just ripped away our storage unit, ripped mm. away our storm shutters, and my bike was in that area. Uh. And it just threw everything just all around our yard, and the bike just didn't make it out of that storm. And so 
anyway, we managed to recover from that, thank God. And then the this past, uh, let me see, it was about a year ago in August, my husband surprised me with a real Peloton. (laughs) (laughs) And he was forever redeemed. (laughs) Oh, he just, he got the husband of the year award for that one. He should. He should. That's, that's fair. It's nice that in some small way, something positive came out of the hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, cause I, I can't even imagine what you guys went through and were you still on the Island when it hit or how did that work for you guys? That's a great Um, question because I had, I was in Chicago right before the hurricane hit and I was on my way back home. I didn't even know the hurricane was coming. So left Chicago. I was at the airport leaving Chicago. My son called. He said, Mom, there's a hurricane coming. And I'm like, oh, lucky me. I get to go back to Puerto Rico just in time. (laughs) You know, so literally I got back home and we started to, you know, prepare for the hurricane. And that's when we started putting all the furniture up and and so, yes, I was here during the hurricane. It was quite an event. Uh, <sighs> I'll never forget it. Scariest moments of our lives. But thankfully, we got through it. So I'm grateful for that. So where do you go when a hurricane is coming, especially when you're on an island? Yeah, that's a great question. Oh, my goodness. It, it's so weird because, you know, living on the island, we've been here for about six and a half years now. And we had hurricane scares and threats before, but nothing ever really came. So we'd get like a little tropical storm or something like that. And so when this hurricane came, I'm like, okay, well, the way our house is positioned, we're like in kind of like a valley. So we're like at the base of a little mountain area. And so I'm like, we should be good. Like, you know, I didn't really have a concept of you know, 180 mile an hour wind, like what yeah. that would do no matter where you are. Right. So I'm right. I'm taking it for granted. I'm like, we should be good. We're safe. We got the storm <laughs> shutters. You know, we, we we all set. I'm just chilling. Right. I'm having right. a glass of wine, making tacos as the storm is coming. <laughs> like I had no idea like what's about to happen right now. <laughs> and so, you know, for us, we had made the commitment to just hunker down at home. Right. And we put all the shutters down and we had our generator and we had, you know, some water stockpiles. So we were like, we're good. Gassed up the cars. But really, to answer your question, there is nowhere to go. You know, they had shelters and stuff here for people who lived in homes that were not, you know, structurally sound, so to speak. And so those people went to shelters, but there's really no place to go. So you just got to hope and pray that your house can withstand the damage. And the rest of your house was okay? Yeah, so we did have damage. You know, most of the homes in Puerto Rico are built in concrete because this is a hurricane zone. So, you know, they try to account for that. But we did have damage, about $150,000 worth of damage. And, um, you know, some of we lost some of our roof and we lost like a lot of our outdoor space and shutters. I mean, the wind just came in and just ripped everything apart. But Thankfully, again, you guys, I'm just so grateful that we were able to, you know, we had the resources to repair the damages and her, and the insurance helped out a little bit, but not a lot, but it did help out a little bit. And so at this point, we're all good. So oh, thank- that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm glad to hear that. I mean, I know it's already been a couple of years since then, obviously, but like, it's hard to come back from that. So I'm yeah. really glad to hear you guys are in such a good place. So where do you go like within your home when that happens? Because it's like, I'm assuming since it's an island, you don't have a basement. Is it is it like a like a when we have tornadoes in the yeah. Midwest, we go to the innermost room 
of yeah. the house. Or if you have a basement, that's that's where right. you go. But right. not everybody has a basement. Is that what you do there too? Yeah, it's exactly what we did. So we started out in our master bedroom. We we felt like, okay, we got this, all the storm shutters were down and we felt like we would all hunker down in the master bedroom. And then if it got really bad, we would come into the walk-in closet of the bedroom, right? Okay. But okay. And so it was me, my husband, and my son and our dog. The crazy thing about it was this storm was so bad as it started to intensify the balcony doors to our master bedroom started to buckle and give way as the wind started to increase. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And so at that point, we decided it's not really safe to stay in the room because we had just ironically had some construction done on our balcony. And so the doors just they wouldn't lock down like they typically would. And so as the wind would blow, the doors would literally like slam open. It was so weird and scary. So we decided early on that because my husband was literally Tom, you like you're going to trip out on this. My husband trying to be the strong man. You know how y'all do, right? No, not me. No, I don't do whatever you're about to say. No, I don't do it. <laughs> Remember, we met at an all women's podcasting event. Don't ever forget that. That's right. That's a good point. <laughs> so. So my husband is like, he's trying to be he man, like, and he's trying to hold the door shut. Oh, my God. <laughs> as no. the wind is blowing and I'm looking at him, bless his heart. And I said, "Hun, OK, so, you know, we're just at the beginning of the storm and it's right. only going to get worse. <laughs> like, you're not so, going to be able to hold that for 12 hours. Right. <laughs> I don't know how to break it to you. You are not stronger than a hurricane. <laughs> Exactly. So he was like, you know what? He gave up after about five minutes of fighting with the storm. And so we we did have to evacuate the master room and we went to a different room. So it, it was a room within the interior of the house. That room did begin to take on water eventually because the, this was in an unprecedented storm. So sure. it did begin to take on water. So we had to evacuate that room. And then we went to another room and we just prayed because after that, we had no place else to go. Oh, um, well, yeah, but I'm glad it stopped there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> oh, that sounds super intense. Yeah. Wow. And this is probably a nice avenue for you to be able to discuss this because probably the other people that live in Puerto Rico, when you try to tell that story, are like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't special. (laughs) Right, because there are so many people that have stories that are so much worse. Like some people say, our our entire roof blew off or, you know, all the windows and doors, you know, were broken out of our homes. So my my story that I just shared with y'all is nothing compared to what so many people. But the thing that I'm grateful for from that hurricane, I mean, it was traumatic. It was devastating. You know, it was all those things. But we were so lucky to have been involved. And I literally took a break from work because you have to understand that hurricane took away our cell phone service, our Internet, our power mm-hmm. for anywhere, depending on where you lived on the island, anywhere from five to nine months. Yeah. So I couldn't work because my business is is online based. Right. So I couldn't work for those entire nine months. Couldn't make a phone call. We depended completely on our generator for power. And so we got to know each other real well as a family during that. Time. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of board games. <laughs> and so but I'm grateful because not only did we become closer as a family, but 
I was able to really throw myself into the relief efforts of my community. And I literally, along with some friends of mine and members of my church, we threw ourselves into providing food for families in our community, um, necessities. And I've never really talked about this, you guys. So thank you so much for letting me discuss it two years later. This is cool. Yeah. So we really, we would go house to house, door to door, block to block, neighborhood to neighborhood, checking on people, seeing what they needed, making sure their kids had food, making sure they had things like Band-Aids and alcohol and and basic stuff because the stores had nothing. You know, people didn't have access to cash because you couldn't use an ATM machine. So people were, you know, a little bit desperate. And so for 14 months, I was literally working on almost a daily basis, just strictly doing relief for my community here in Puerto Rico. And that was the most gratifying and difficult year of my entire life, but I wouldn't trade that for the world. And the reason I said this is cool is because you have this amazing outlook on that. You know, like, I mean, so many people would turn and myself included. When I say so many people, I mean me. (laughs) I would be so sad and upset and frustrated. And that turns you into a victim. And you turned something very tragic into this positive experience. And that is not something everyone can do. And you should be very proud of that. That's amazing. Thank you so much for saying that. It's absolutely 100% true. <laughs> so how yeah. long is a hurricane? Yeah, like how, like a day? Yeah. So that one, okay, so I, I literally remember, I remember we went to bed at about 1030 and the winds were just, it was like kind of, you know, just windy. Like I'm from Chicago, so I know about wind. <laughs> yeah. And, and so this was kind of like a Chicago kind of a wind thing. So that was around 1030 and then 1.30 a.m., I remember my mom called because I think she was probably watching the news and we had already lost power at that point. We still had cell phone service, but my mom called at like 1.30 a.m. She said, I'm just checking on you guys. Is everything okay? And I'm like, mom, we're good. We're fine. We're sleeping. So I'll call you as soon as we can. And literally as she's saying goodbye, I love you or whatever she was saying, I heard the static and the phone cut off before we could like officially end the conversation. And so that was at 1.30 a.m. It started to get progressively worse and it went all the way until about 12.30. So about 11 hours that storm oh. went. Yeah. So it went all through the night. All through, That was the longest I, night of our lives. And I bet your mom was freaking out. Oh, yes. Gosh. So if you don't have power, you don't have cell service, how do you let your mother know We're okay. that you're okay? Great question. Okay, so let me tell you. <laughs> Whew, child. Mm. <laughs> Y'all have no idea, like really. We don't. We don't. All right. <laughs> That's why we so, ask. <laughs> so my husband and my son have a charter boat business. They decided to open up a charter boat business. We live in Puerto Rico. We're right on the ocean. So they started the business a couple years ago. So one of the things that when you have a boat of any kind, it's always wise to have satellite phones. So when our crew is out on the water, they don't have cell phone service. If if there's an emergency, they can always pick up, you know, one of the satellite phones to make a call. So he had the presence of mind to say, "Okay, we knew the hurricane was coming. 
I'm going to make sure I go get the satellite phones off the boat. So God love him. Wow. Oh, my God. Right? See, that's way more impressive than holding down a shutter. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> He's a pretty smart dude. I had to give him kudos for that one. <laughs> so check well it out. So okay. we had the satellite phones. Y'all are going to trip out on this. So we had okay. the satellite phones. And with the satellite phones, you can't call from your house because the phone has to be able to reach the satellite, right? So you have oh. to go outside to make a phone oh. call. Oh, it, okay. It's, it's like DirecTV. It needs to see the sky. Exactly. Right. Okay. So we couldn't call anybody until the storm began to settle down. So it was, you know, 12 or 13 hours after the storm. And I was finally able to get a call out to the family. They were having anxiety attacks, panic. Everybody was just like, oh, my God, because they had no idea. All they could see was what was on the news. So we were finally able to get a call out to the family. And we said, everybody is okay. We're fine. We can't talk long. We don't know when we'll be able to call you the next time, but we're good. But the cool thing about that satellite phone is that we were literally able to take that phone to several of our neighbors, people in our community who had no way of contacting their family. And they were able to use the satellite phone just to let somebody in their family know, hey, we're okay. Hey, everybody's safe. Hey, we're good. You don't have to worry. And people were so, you just can't imagine when people can get a hold to a phone just to call somebody, anybody back in the States. You guys were like angels. You know, you're just, you're walking around with this ability to communicate and nobody else has the ability. I mean, I bet they were just like, when you walk. As soon as she started the story, I'm like, this ends with like everyone oh. using the satellite phone. And I'm like, she probably could have like paid for the damage to her house. Like, and it's $5. Yeah, no, seriously, people literally were offering to pay us. They were like, oh, yeah. give you 20 bucks, just let us use your phone. And it's like, dude, chill, no problem. I mean, we, we're all in the same boat. So absolutely. Don't be trying to have no long conversation, though. Just, right. Like, <laughs> Save some juice for the next guy. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You guys are amazing. What an ordeal. And look at you finding all these ways to help other people. You could have just, you know, you could have been like in the movies where it's like a post-apocalyptic scene and they're like all crammed in their house and they won't open the door for anybody. And you guys are out like, hey, anybody need some pant- Band-Aids? Call your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I love exactly. that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so when you finally cool. got power back... What was the first thing that you did? Oh, that's a good question. So when I finally got power back, I think I did several things simultaneously. I think I used my dishwasher and my washer (laughs) and my dryer probably all at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) My first thought was like, take a hot shower, but but the water won't be hot. Like Just because you got power back, your hot water heater hasn't heated it up yet. Yeah. So you still got to wait. Yeah, it it was quite an ordeal. And like I said, we had a generator. So, you know, it was challenging to keep that thing filled up with gas on a weekly basis, but we managed to do it. But there were a couple of days where we had no power, we had no generator. And so we, you know, I literally had to cook dinner out on the barbecue grill and I had to, you know, figure out like there were days I didn't have my hot coffee because there was no way to, to make hot coffee. So it just was, you really discover what you're made of, you know. And you guys are resourceful. There's ever like uh, something happening to the world. I'm going to come to Puerto Rico and yeah. find you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of house. You'll be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'll be like, Monique will know what to do. <laughs> going to need your satellite phone number. <laughs> exactly. We had meals ready to eat and everything. We were like, we were good. We were good to go on. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Whew. Okay. Well, back to Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that kind of conversation, right? <laughs> I, I, you know, Tom takes us down tangents. I never know where we're going to go, but that was all super fascinating. Yes, I'm was. so glad we got to hear all of that. And actually, I want people to hear about your podcast because when I we talked in person, I was so fascinated by what you do. Can you tell us about your podcast and what you do with people? Uh, sure. So my podcast is called Sisternomics, and it is a podcast for women entrepreneurs, which gives them practical tips, resources, and advice on how to get to their next income level. And so I'm also using the podcast as my own personal accountability platform because my goal is to get my business to seven figures by April of 2021. And so, you know, people can kind of follow my journey toward that goal by listening to Sisternomics. And in my work, I am a coach to women entrepreneurs. I help them to stop stressing about money, stop chasing after it, stop worrying about it, and finally use their gifts and their genius to make more than enough of it. So that's what I do in the world. And that's awesome. And yes, it is awesome. But what I also found fascinating was that you use so much psychology around money. It's like people who eat emotionally, like myself. <laughs> it's like you can talk about dieting all you want, but until you deal with the emotional eating aspect of it, you're always going to struggle with that. And I felt like what you were doing dealt with money in that aspect. Yeah, it's true because we all have a story about money and that story is usually developed when we're children, like around the age of five, six or seven, sometimes a little bit younger. And however you saw your parents or your closest family members handling money is typically how you grow up handling it as well. And I always like to say that the only thing that stands between a woman and the money that she desires is the story that she tells herself. And again, that story comes from how you saw your parents handling money. What happened when they had conversations about money? Was money even a topic of conversation in your household? All of that drives our relationship with money and our experience with money today. And so my job is to help you break all that down. And if the story that you have right now doesn't fit who you are today or the goals that you have, then it's up to me to help you rewrite the story so that it matches who you are today and the goals that you have today. Isn't that fascinating, Tom? Yeah, we ne we, my parents never talked about money. And see, that was something to do with your story. I'm mm -hmm. sure Monique could break it down, but it means something. Because, <laughs> <laughs> sure, I mean, my story is when I would see my parents dealing with money, there was always tension. Or it was always, no, we can't afford that. Or no, you can't go to the sleepaway camp. Or no, you can't get the fancy jeans that your girlfriends are wearing. And, and I saw my dad working two and three jobs. And, you know, so it was an interesting dynamic for me. And so the story that I grew up with, because all of us have a story, including you, Tom, even though they didn't talk about money. <laughs> we all have a story. And my story was that... The only way you're going to make money is if you work 50, 60, 70 hours a week. Money is only going to come to you if you're constantly away from your family 
you can't make money doing fun, creative things like a podcast or, <laughs> you know, coaching or anything like that. You're like, you've got to work your fingers to the bone. So that was my story. And so I'm still, even as a money coach, you know, even as a host of Sisternomics, even as a person who's had a successful career in broadcasting and radio and TV, I still every day have to work on my money story because I have to make sure that those old disempowering thoughts and beliefs, I have to make sure that they're not affecting the person that I am today and the income that I want to create today. That's funny because those are all messages my parents sent me and Same. then I, and I ignored them yeah and <laughs> and didn't didn't do any of them and now I I have the fun job yeah you know yeah so you kind of found a way to create your own story to do what you wanted to do but not everybody can you right. know there's many many years that I felt like I had to work 80 hours a week to be able to make enough money to support the family right like before you and i were married right, i right. mean just to be clear for just anybody clear, listening out there I'm gainfully employed, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> pull my own weight <laughs> which is considerable because i'm fat oh you aren't stop. <laughs> you are hilarious <laughs> so yeah i used to do that all the time so i just i think what you do is just fascinating and i hope people who listen to our podcast check you out because I think that what you are doing is really great and can help a lot of people. Yeah, I, I love doing this work because I know that when when we have enough money, first of all, when we adjust our relationship with it and realize that there's no shortage of money out there, that there's plenty of it and it's enough of it to go around for all of us to be wealthy. When we start to realize that and we start to take away the stress and all of the misunderstandings around money then we can begin to create it and, and create it easily and create it in fun ways, you know, and then also create a legacy of wealth so that our children and our grandchildren and our great grandchildren can benefit from that. Because I think that's the way it should be. When all of us are wealthy, we have the ability and the resources to really, you know, make an impact on the world. And I think that's what it's really all about. I agree. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And I should throw in here because you would like this. I was raised by a female entrepreneur. He was. So how about that? Yep. Really? Yeah. In the 70s, no less. 70s and 80s. But yeah. What, tell what? her about the award your mom got from the. Oh, <laughs> so my mom owned a printing company. Well, both my parents owned printing companies. They owned one together. Then they got divorced and started separate printing companies, but not like in a competing way. But she was really involved with the community and did all sorts of stuff. And I still have the plaque she got when she was. Made and this is what the plaque says. It just it cracks me up. Me too. First lady president <laughs> of her Rotary Club. What? <laughs> I know it kills me. It kills me. I love it so much. I mean, because you know, bless them, they were trying. They you were know, yeah, like, like they meant that in the nicest they way. Did. They yeah, loved they her did. so much. <laughs> they didn't mean no harm. No, no, they did not. It's but uh, but it's just funny now to see it and say first lady. Pre I think she might actually been the first female member in the Rotary Club when they wow. first opened it up to women. She joined, <laughs> and then in classic. Betty O'Keefe fashion ended up taking over the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> so stinking cool. I love that. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, really back to Peloton this time. Okay. So um, so <laughs> it sounded like when you and I talked to that Peloton was kind of your go-to workout at this point. And I would like to hear why that is for oh you. I just, you know, it's something about the community, Crystal, that just is addictive. Like, I cannot get enough of it. And <laughs> I mean, it's like 
I've done workouts before. I told you I had the spin bike and, you know, gym memberships and whatever. But this is the first time that I have been so consistent because when you have the access to the community, then you start to make connections within the community. And then you start to fall in love with like the instructors because they they're like your best friend in your head, sort (laughs) of. And it's like, I got to get on Alex's ride or I have to go and see what Cody is talking about. Or, you know, it's just something about it. They got this formula down to a science and I'm hooked. I'm hooked. (laughs) Well, I clearly am, too. So I get it. I'm good. You're good. I'm yeah, good. Tom Tom still has not taken a ride. So. Oh my God, Tom. Okay, Tom, I got a question for you. What does it take? What is it going to take to get you on that bike? Yeah, Tom, what's it going to take? I don't think I, I'm good. He, he, he said, I'm good. I'm good. Uh-huh. They even had like in our Facebook group called the Clip Out uh, Facebook group, they had a the joke going around that they were going to make a bike out of chicken tenders and that maybe he would he would ride then. <laughs> I would just eat it. <laughs> he would just eat it. He wouldn't ride it. Yeah. <laughs> so have you um you you love the community and what have you gone to the studio in New York? Yes, uh, I was there this summer. I was able to ride with Christine and I absolutely loved her. She was so nice. And the thing I love about her is that she is just so comfortable in her skin. And I don't know, for me, you know, as a woman that's quickly approaching the age of 50, even though I know I don't look a day over 35, but you really don't like you say that jokingly, you do, you don't, you look a lot younger than what you say you are. I wouldn't have guessed that you're as old as me. <laughs> thank you guys for saying that. Well, thank you so much. But I met her and, you know, I'm just getting to a point where I no longer like judge myself in terms of, Oh, I'm to this or, you know, this part of my body is imperfect or whatever. And and that's for women. I think that's kind of an ongoing struggle. Yes. And so I'm just now, Crystal, probably in the past year getting to a space where I'm just not going to judge myself no more. Like I have to fall in love with me the way I am right now. I'll still get on my bike and I'll work out every day. But for now, I'm just going to accept myself the way I am. And I love Christine because she does the exact same thing. She's like, she personifies this whole idea of women being comfortable in their bodies. And I love her for that. So yes, I rode with her this summer. It was a blast. I didn't get to ride with Alex, but next time I, I'm going to go and make sure I ride with him. <laughs> and my new fave coach, Crystal, my new favorite is Matt Wilpers. Really? Now, is that for Power Zone rides or just like in general? Well, I just finished taking Discover Your Power Zones. Okay. You know, Matt was like, you know, he was like low on my radar. Like, I, you know, I wasn't really like feeling his vibe or anything, but I knew that, you know, after <laughs> having my bike for a year, I was like, I really want to be more powerful on the bike. I really want to be higher up on the leaderboard. And so I said, let me go ahead and mess with Matt and just take his <laughs> class and see what he's talking about. Right. Yes. You understand I'm in love. Like Matt for me is like Bay. Like he is, he is my favorite coach of all times. He's a rock star in my eyes. And I wish I would have taken power zones when I first got the bike. 
Really? That's so interesting because I have this like theory that if you like one instructor that you might, you, you have like three or four instructors you really connect with, but typically they kind of fall in quadrants. And if you're an Alex girl, it's very rare that you're a Christine and Matt girl. Now, if you're Christine, you're definitely Matt. But Alex usually is not lumped in with those three. So I am really fascinated by that. Yeah, yeah. I really tried to really try a little bit of everything. Good for and, you. And you're right, because I'm in, I'm in the BGM community and all of them are in love with Alex. They love Robin. <laughs> and that like, you know, it's very few in the community that love Matt. But the thing I love about Matt is that he just... He makes the bike make sense. It's not just ride until your heart falls out. <laughs> like, yeah. you, don't, you don't kill yourself with him. It's like he's everything he does has a strategy to it. It has meaning behind it. And that's the thing I look for in a coach, someone that can literally guide me to my next level. And that's exactly what he does. That's why I love him so much. He's amazing. He does do that. That is absolutely true. And I, I think that's wonderful. And I love that you try all the different instructors because we all should. I mean, you don't know who you're going to mesh with until you take a few of their classes. So I, I think that's really great that you do that. For sure. And, for sure. I mean, the bike has so much to offer. Like, how can you not? Like, it's just that bike is everything, girl. It's just <laughs> uh, the floor workouts, the yoga, the meditation. Like, I want to do all of it. I would literally today when I finished my workout and I worked out with Matt today, I said to myself, I wish I could literally just spend the whole day just sometimes just exploring some of these classes because they're so amazing. I love it. Love it. I hear you. You have no idea how many days that I am at work and I'm like, I want to go home and work out. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you feel. And then she gets home and I'm like, let's watch TV. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those workouts. I mean, my husband is to the point now where he's like, so you going to work out right now? Like he kind of knows, right? <laughs> so it's like in my household, my husband, my son, they're like, you're working out tonight, right? Yes. So everything else is going to have to wait. I'll get back to it when I finish my workout. It's just a yeah. part of my life now. Here's the thing. Things might have to wait, but your workout will never be as long as the wait of post hurricane. Oh, my God. That's true. So (laughs) so you're like, I'm going to be gone for 45 minutes. You can deal. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's an excellent point. (laughs) It is. They will never, ever, ever bother you again. Like if they were like, you will just be like, that is your get out of jail free card. So um, you mentioned BGM, but a lot of people in the Peloton community, they have so many groups, they may not have heard of Black Girl Magic. So can you talk about that tribe? Yeah. So Black Girl Magic is a group of Black women who are on varying levels of their health journey. But I love this community because it's just so positive and everyone in there is encouraging and everybody respects where the other person is on their journey. So you've got some people in there who are like fitness models and, and true athletes. And then you got people like me. I'm just a mom just trying to stay active, you know, <laughs> a few times a week. And at first, uh, this is a funny story about my leader name. So my leader name is Playtime is over, right? <laughs> Playtime is over. Let me tell you how I came up with that name. Okay. And I just changed the name like two months ago. Before I was just using my name, Monique Caradine. Boring, right? <laughs> so one of the girls in the BGM in our little Facebook group, she's a physician and she looks amazing. 
and she posted a picture of herself. And this woman has a six pack to die for. Do you hear me? (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) And I looked at her and I said to myself, oh, my goodness, this woman looks amazing. And she's like, you know, probably around the same age as me. And I was saying to myself, you know, she kind of explained how she got to where she is and how she works out. And she was very nice to give us like her whole entire workout and even like some of her diet and stuff like that. And I looked at her and I literally screenshotted her picture on my phone (laughs) because I'm like, if she can do that, I can do that. And that is what made me change my name to Playtime is over. So I can (laughs) remind myself daily that I've got to take it up a notch. And that's what made me take Match Discover Your Power Zone. That's what made me start getting down on that floor and doing some of those strength workouts. I did Emma's core workout all because I saw that picture. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So does she know that? Does she know that you are so inspired by her? Well, I told her, I don't know if she really realizes the (laughs) impact that she has had on my whole entire life. But I did tell her that she was truly an inspiration for me. That is so cool. I love how that community does that for each other. That is just amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then we've also, what I did was I started another like subgroup from the Black Girl Magic group. And there are like 10 of us in like a little subgroup. And like we are like ride or die accountability partners. So every day, you know, we we decide each month, we say, okay, this month we're going to focus on power zone training or this month we're going to focus on on endurance or strength or you know whatever the case might be and so we hold each other accountable every day we create a little calendar we say okay this is our workout for the month how's everybody doing just check in when you finish your workout somebody says oh i didn't get to do my workout we say hey no problem try to get at least 10 minutes in today it's just amazing the friendships and the connections that we've developed from that group it's awesome that is so cool And I am so glad that you are telling us about this group because it's been a couple months now because we've obviously been trying to have this conversation since I've met you in what month was that? October. October. Oh my God, it's only been a month? October like 10 through 13 or something like that. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, it feels way longer than that. But there was recently a BGM HRI in New York and uh, Tunde and uh, Jess Sims were there and the entire tribe at that HRI they came into the class and I, I think it was just Sims class that I did one morning and I was doing a run and the energy in that room was electric. <laughs> it was just fabulous. They looked like they were having so much fun yeah. and uh, and just Sims was having a great time. And I love her. And I, I don't know if you've taken any of the classes with her since you've you've been using the bike and she's a tread instructor. So have you had a chance to? Yeah, um, I did. Um, I take her strength classes. So I actually <sighs> took one of her classes today and it was killer. I took her yes. one of her um no, it was yesterday. I took her upper body strength class yesterday. It was amazing. She's she's no joke. She's no joke. Yes. And everybody talks. It's like on Saturday. She has a class that everybody calls. She calls the Saturday 60. And it's either a boot camp that's 60 minutes or it's a 60 minute run. And if it's a boot camp, she like does these insane moves, the strength moves in the middle of the run. Like, so you'll do like 15 minutes of run and then you'll do 15 minutes of strength and you jump back on and do a 15 minute run. And by the end, you want to hurt her because it's so amazing. (laughs) She is so tough. She is amazing. I love her so much. Yeah, she is amazing. I like her a lot, too. 
Well, I'm glad everybody gets to hear about that tribe because I tried to reach the person, the admin, and I like sent a message. But you know how you have the other messages on Facebook? Like it went there and I heard from her. (laughs) Just let me know. I mean, I'm happy to put you in touch with her and let them know that you want to you know, reach out and stuff so I can make that connection for you. If oh, like. that would be great. Yes. I'd love to hear more. And so you you told us your leaderboard name and how you came up with it. And you said, so you just changed that recently, like in the last few weeks? I changed that in the last couple of months. I think I changed it probably in the, at the end of August, 1st of September, okay. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And are you happy with your progress so far? I'm really happy with my progress. I have what I call a six pack starter kit. So I'm starting <laughs> to see some lines in my little <laughs> ass area. <laughs> and yeah, so my weight is very stable. It's maintaining at a good weight right now. And I also got some nice arms. I'm trying to get those Tunde arms, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do, uh, that's amazing. I have Tunde goal arms, but uh, I mean, they are my goal. I don't have the arms, but I would love to have them. She's, oh, talk about no joke. She's a beast on the bike. Yeah, Holy cow. I, I, I PR every time I ride with her. She is amazing. I'm, act- I'm, is. Actually, I'm actually trying to re- get her on my podcast. So hopefully I can make that happen toward the beginning of the year. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be cool. fabulous. If yeah. you do, let me know because I want to hear it. And also, are you going to go through uh, Peloton to do that? Or are you reaching out to her directly? I reached out to her directly, actually. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. it's not about Peloton necessarily, your conversation. No, right. not some of it will be, obviously, but a lot of the things that, you know, I'm helping women do, I want to talk to her about the business of fitness, you know, yep. and since it'll be around the first of the year, we all have fitness goals. And so I, I just love her energy. And I think that she can add a lot of value to my audience in terms of business, as well as health and wellness. So, oh, there's that, no doubt. There's no doubt. I'm sure you've heard her backstory. A little bit of it, not all of it. She's amazing. So I don't remember what country she grew up in, but she she was like really overweight when she was uh, 13. And so she ended up losing all that weight and looks the way she does now. That's amazing. Yeah. Like and that's that's so inspirational for teenagers, especially I think for teenagers, especially because so many kids these days, you know, they just. Well, at least our kids, they just kind of sit around and do nothing. And, um, and they get I get that from me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I just think she's super inspirational. I, I think she's amazing. She's got a really good vibe, a really good energy. So she's awesome. She is. Well, do you have any advice for uh, people who are just starting their fitness or Peloton journey? Yeah. So the only advice I would offer is... I mean, I guess my best recommendation would be to do Matt Wilper's Discover Your Power Zones, because I think that that's just a great way to really develop a good understanding of your bike. It's a great way to understand your body on the bike. It's a great way to develop the right technique early on so that you don't just jump on. Like I, my first ride was a 45 minute ride with Cody. And then while it was fun and it was great. You know, I may have developed some not so good habits because I didn't do the right techniques and stuff. So I think that if I could offer anyone any advice, especially if you're a newbie, go ahead and jump on with Matt Wilpers and let that be your guide and then start trying the other folks. And then the main thing is just don't take it so seriously. Like Cody always says, just have fun and live your life. Oh, that's great advice. I love it. I was just thinking it's kind of like yard work. You know, like if like if you uh, 
everybody wants to have like the nice manicured lawn, but first and foremost, you just got to mow the thing. <laughs> right? That's and so true. like first you just mow it. Yeah. And then once you've mowed it for a while, then you look around and you're like, maybe we can throw down some fertilizer. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're aerating. <laughs> it's good advice, Tom. You can tell yeah. we live in the suburbs. Yeah. Right. The, the next thing you know, you're like putting those little fancy lines, those diagonal lines. With right. Oh, cut, yeah. You're cutting the grass like catty corner right. so it looks all right. fancy. <laughs> exactly. And not unlike uh, exercise, I hire someone to do it. <laughs> Uh-uh. Smart man, you got there, Crystal. Smart man. I agree. Except for the exercise part. Except for the exercise part. So uh, before we go, where can people find you on uh, social media and whatnot? Normally I say if you would like to be found, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you would like to be found. I would like to be found. <laughs> and you can find me everywhere at Monique Caradine. And my podcast is called Sisternomics. And wow, you guys have been so much fun. Thank you for letting me share my story. I've never shared it to that degree. I've never shared it with such depth. And and I just really thank you guys for letting me get that out. Oh, well, oh, I, you're feel, very welcome. I feel like we had a really special experience. So thank you for sharing that with us. My pleasure. Well, uh, it was wonderful to talk to you, and I hope that we are able to keep in touch. And if you're ever, I don't know why you would be, but if you're ever near, well, you go to Chicago. So if you ever like somehow pass by St. Louis, let us know. Like if you lose a bet. (laughs) (laughs) I'll definitely let you guys know. Actually, I may be in St. Louis this coming summer. So if I make it that way, I will definitely let you know. Uh, That would be fabulous. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, you take care and thank you again for doing this. Yes. Thank you so much. And if I come to St. Louis, y'all got to take me to Mission Tacos. Amen. We'll oh, do yeah. that. That's not a problem. That's so easy. Yeah, That's an easy one. a bunch one. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right. That's easy. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have to get some ice cream. We'll have to take, we'll have to take her to Andy's. I know everybody says uh, we have to take her to Ted Drew's because it's St. Louis, but I'm going to take you to Andy's because it's better. We actually like that better. So I want to go to Andy's then. Take me to Andy's. Yeah. We'll do don't, that. And if, if you come to St. Louis and you're not with us, don't ever let someone take you to Emo's Pizza. <laughs> okay. Everybody from St. Louis will tell you how great it is, and they're insane. <laughs> it's awful <laughs> i've lived here my whole life but it's disgusting it's like cardboard it's, with some yeah. stuff on it it's, it's weird they like it because they grew up with it and so like it it's triggers nostalgic it's like smelling crayons it like triggers <laughs> nostalgia or something but it's it's not good and no, no outsider has ever been like thank you for taking me yeah there. that's true it's they all pretend happened. they all smile and go mm, mm, yeah hey i'm suspect of any pizza that's not chicago pizza but that's a whole other conversation yeah it's like no really that's thin, fair yeah and then they use uh pro what pro provel is it provel or provolone it's made up cheese it's made is up what it cheese. is this is made up cheese they just made up a f- cheese <laughs> and gave it a name that sounded italian but it's not a thing no, no, we don't play with made up cheese on pizza. I take my pizza very, very seriously. Okay, well, we yeah. won't, we won't do that. Then, so yeah, if you ever come to St. Louis and and you don't see us, do not go to Emos. You yes. will be so sad. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> well, you take care. Thank you again. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. Bye bye. Talk to you later. Bye. So, uh, what pray tell do you have in store for people next week? Another exciting interview. We are going to be talking to Brock Masters. 
who, if by any stretch of what I saw on the official Peloton page, you guys have seen him. You just you may not know his name, but he has spina bifida and he was racing along in his fancy schmancy racing wheelchair while taking classes on Peloton all over the OPP. And it's freaking awesome. And we got to talk to him. It's awesome. great. And he has a badass name. Yeah, he does. Brock, Brock Masters. Masters. He sounds like he should be a character like on one of those old cowboy shows like The Rifleman. <laughs> the Rifleman starring Brock Masters. <laughs> so anyway, that's who we will be talking to next week. Until then, where can people find you? People can find me at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can also find me at Instagram, Twitter, on the bike, and of course the tread at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Don't forget, while you got your podcast delivery device in your hand, uh, you should make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And of course, if you want to find out more about the show, you can do that at facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. And of course, sign up for our newsletter at the So that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling and running. Running.